Joining me now for this bonus episode of Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated Director of Football Recruiting, Locked On's Recruiting Insider, and we're going to talk about some 2024 recruiting. But first, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. And John, we're talking 2024 time, which is still weird to me considering the 2022 season is starting. I mean, this is coming out Saturday, so starting today. Um, very, very <laughs> weird, but but we're doing it anyway. The Florida Gators have been uh, pushing for some recruits here. And the first one we're talking about is Desmond Ricks. Uh, is there this early IMG competition going on with Florida? Because, I mean, Miami's currently winning the 2023 battle for IMG. Right. And this is Florida trying to get in early. So what what's up with Desmond Ricks? Yeah, I mean, if it were that simple, I, I think we'd expect something soon from Desmond, but it's certainly not. You know, he's got a huge group of programs that are heavy after him, and why not? I mean, he's arguably the best cornerback in that class of 2024. And if he were to reclassify into this group, he'd contend for, you know, a top three or four status thereafter he is that talented legitimately 6162 saw him at uh, at IMG recently and he's just he's getting taller i mean he's, he looks like one of these prototypical long zone corner types uh but he's still got two years of high school ball left so kind of amazing to consider and that's why his recruitment is so heavy and hectic at this point you know uh, there was some buzz for florida state very early on and then he basically confirmed that they stopped recruiting him uh, at some point. Why? Uh, we, we may never know. Uh, but since then, certainly within state lines, uh, it, it's been more about Florida and Miami relative to Desmond Ricks. Uh, of course, both new coaching staffs hit the ground running with him as, as soon as they arrived to their respective towns. And he's begun taking visits to each of them. And and I think he'll continue to do so throughout this fall. He's already visited each I think once or twice and then he'll take in at least one game in the swamp as well as a uh, down in South Florida as well so I do think those programs because he's at IMG uh, because he's such an elite recruit and was such a priority early for them those two programs are going to stay in the mix but you've got LSU you've got Bama you've got Georgia Ohio State I and mean, he's a kid originally from Virginia so the ACC programs in that part of the country I do think could factor into the race before all is said and done. But by all indication, there's really no rush for Desmond Ricks to pull the trigger one way or the other. But again, we've talked about it on the show. When you're a corner and he's a legit corner and you're talking Corey Raymond prioritizing you, it, it hits different. Uh, so I, that's why I think safely, conservatively, Florida's going to stay in this race all the way until the end. And, and yeah, you know, he was up for Friday Night Lights. He'll be back for a game. And, and you do get the sense that these other IMG players are going to have some say here, right? Because he is, he's a junior, but you know, he hangs with all the seniors, you know, all those guys who are a year ahead of him. Uh, Will Norman was showing him around at FNL, you know, Samuel and Pemba's another one who's, you know, got these two schools still in the mix until the very end. So you get the sense that wherever those chips fall, that's going to potentially influence Rick's one way or the other, but either way, I think both schools continue to prioritize him as well as IMG Academy, just kind of in general, unlike uh, maybe the previous staffs that were in uh, Gainesville and Coral Gables, respectively. Yeah, I'm maybe Florida State stopped recruiting him because they know they're not going to be there in 2024. So figured why why even keep going with it? Um, early but, shot, early shots. Hey, look, yeah. they got Duquesne this weekend. I, I like FSU 
to get you know get off the schneid here one and oh big offensive performance the Knowles will ride pretty high into lsu with uh, with a victory under their belt but we'll find out a lot more obviously when, when they uh they face brian kelly which is still weird to say out loud yeah it's it's always an odd thing there but uh i mean hey he's kind of still playing acc ish i guess when starting off against florida state there uh but there's there's another defensive player to talk about right now which is Adarius hayes and He's a little bit of an interesting one because just like looking from all the other sites and places that I could see, he's listed as either an edge or a linebacker. So I feel like there's kind of a, it's it's like a Malik Bryant situation, I guess, where it's like, yeah, he could play either. Uh, but Florida has Jay Bateman as the primary recruiter. So could we kind of take that as Florida saying, we view him more as an off-ball linebacker, or is that kind of looking too much into who the primary recruiter is? Yeah, it's probably looking a little too much into it, especially since he's a junior. I think with kids who have so much more time to develop physically, you know, there's a little bit more fluidity in in trying to project the position. You, you might just be in the approach saying, hey, we just want you, Adarius, regardless of where you're coming in at. Now, he is tall. I'd say he's taller than Malik Bryant. He's a legitimate 6'3", six, 6'4", six uh, but he's lean, you know, 210, 215 uh, right now, uh, a kid who we see work as a pass rusher and as an off-ball linebacker relative to – camps and, and what he does uh, on Friday nights at Largo High School in, in Pinellas County that in the Tampa area, we see him doing a little bit of, of everything on his own. So um, as as folks uh, landscape the, the beautiful area we get to live in, uh, I will say that Hayes has a lot of uh, ties to Florida. You know, he's been there, I think, three times already this year alone. He was there at FNL working out. We got to see him in person uh, looking really good. Uh, and I believe he scheduled another visit to Florida uh, for uh, for that first game against Utah. So I do think there's there's plenty of traction for Hayes relative to the Gators. But it's still early here. A lot of other schools are still in the mix. He's been to Bama. He's been to Georgia. Went up to Notre Dame for their spring game. UCF is trying to keep him in that I-4 corridor. So there's, there's still a, a good ways to go in this recruitment. But Florida's hosted him the most. We talked about that um, the Metro, the Tampa Metro is one that Florida should always be able to take advantage of. And I do think early on, Adarius Hayes is a guy uh, that you could probably feel good about all things even. I saw uh, Miles Graham recruiting him earlier, talking about how they could team up and, and be quite the tandem in 2024 at the linebacker spot. So you do feel good about Florida's chances right now, but you also understand that more options are going to come in. Uh, his body could change, and that could affect where he stands on the board. Uh, so I'd be curious to figure out when he's trying to start to narrow this thing down. But we know whenever that process does begin, that Florida is going to stay in the thick of this thing. Yeah, and then we're about to talk about some other Florida Gators 2024 targets. But first, a quick word from Bet Online: If you think the Florida Gators will win seven or more games, then bet the over. If you think they'll win seven or less games, Bet the under, and I get to say seven because right now on Bet Online, the Gators' win total is set at seven. So if you bet the over and they win seven games, congratulations, you get your money back. Which yeah, ties suck, but at least you don't lose everything. And if they bet, if you bet the under and they win seven games, then you get your money back. Which again, ties suck, but at least you get some money back, right? Instead of losing everything. So yay! Um, but Bet Online is something I've been using for years. It's got so much. It's got football, baseball, basketball, soccer, tennis hockey, uh, darts, table tennis, um, Counter-Strike Go, League of Legends, economics, financials, uh, 
you could bet on, I realize economics, financial, same thing. Uh, you can bet on presidential elections around the world. You can bet on if aliens will invade, who they will invade. And it, it's just, whew, there's a lot. Little, it, it's intense. Not really, but it's fun. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Joining me now again is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting, Lockdowns Recruiting Insider. And we're talking 2024 here. And Brayshawn Williams is the next guy we're going to talk about. Three-star safety. What is his game? Yeah, he's got some safety experience. He's got some corner experience as well. We saw him flash a little bit as a sophomore in 2021 for Lakeland, which is just loaded at every single secondary spot. They got backups who will play Power 5 football right now. So I do think that uh, even seeing the field is a big deal at Lakeland, especially with the transfers they brought in for Lake Gibson, mainly Cormani McLean. Um, and obviously he's being coached by Ahmad Black. So there's there's a whole lot of uh, Florida vibes at Lakeland, like there always sort of is. But Brayshawn brings an interesting combination game to it. I think he's great when the football is in the air. Uh, we saw, again, a lot of samples of that when he played corner last year. He'll move to safety, maybe play some nickel in 2022, and I think he'll be able to round out his game further to where that safety projection starts to make a little bit more sense at six foot 180 or so. Longer prospect, again, really comfortable when the football is, is in the air. So really curious to see how he progresses right how does he round out his game where does the technique and the physicality start to match kind of the natural skills that we see uh, from him as an underclassman so now he's a junior of course Lakeland is going to play a, a monster schedule uh, we know that much and and in practice every day he's trying to cover um, Zipperer he's trying to cover Tyler Williams trying to cover these great receivers that the dreadnoughts trot out so you just kind of feel comfortable about all the skill position players that are suiting up there um, in the orange and black, but a lot of schools are in on Brayshawn. You know, he he does he does admit that the Florida angle is one that he's very very receptive to. You know, I think he hinted at Florida even being the leader in his recruitment, but uh, not a lot of visits under his belt. Not a very clear timeline in terms of when he's actually going to start to narrow this thing uh, down. And and of course, when you're in 2024, and this goes for all these guys, you know schools can't really initiate contact until September 1st. So we're still early in, in the process of these kids kind of realizing where they stand on the board because that day they'll start to figure it out because the schools that call first and look, they're going to call at 12.01 a.m. on September 1st. Once that starts happening, they're going to start to kind of almost reset their recruitments relative to the love that they get or or lack thereof from some of these programs. But I would imagine Florida is going to hit up Brayshawn pretty early in that contact window. Yeah, especially with Florida having something like 4,000 staff members. They could just call a whole bunch of guys at 1201 and just be like, hey, here we are. <laughs> like, who, who are you? Which coach are you at Florida? Oh, okay. Johnson? Okay, Johnson. Gotcha. They're like, what the heck is a game changer coordinator? I don't get this. Um, but there's one more recruit to talk about today. And this one, I mean, we'll start with the, the lowest hanging fruit when talking about him. It's Eddie Pierre-Lewis, Richard Garage's brother on the Florida Gators offensive line. How much of that is an advantage for Florida? And I also know that with Prince Lee Umanmialin, his little brother's Prince Will Umanmialin, and I, I know Prince Lee's been recruiting his brother, but in the sense of he, he's selling his brother on the Florida staff. I know, I know that's what Prince Lee's doing. Uh, so what about with Richard Garage and Eddie Pierre-Lewis? 
Yeah, they're they're very close. Uh, you know, Eddie is a kid who, I mean, he's been 300 pounds since he was a ninth grader. So he started to pick up scholarship offers left and right. Uh, but there's no doubt that Florida's angle feels different when you talk to him about it. Obviously, his brother's a phone call away. And I think the timing here is really interesting because Richard, of course, got to experience kind of the ups and downs of the Dan Mullen era. And then now he's stepping into an entirely new deal with Billy Napier and company. So not only can Richard sell Eddie on, hey, what it's like in Gainesville, the facilities, day-to-day practice, student life, all that stuff, but the differences between the two coaching staffs, good or bad, and and how that translates to the comfort level he should have at a school like Florida. Obviously, Eddie's going to be up for a bunch of games. He's a Tampa Catholic kid, so again – that Tampa Metro is one that Florida has to be able to lock down because you're just closer uh, and and there's just more – it's just a, more of a Gator vibe there than Jacksonville or Miami or some of the other metros in the state. So I think Tampa, Orlando, again, I'll always talk about how important that is for the Gators. And, again, Tampa Catholic is right, right in the thick of it, right in the middle of town uh, near the airport. So naturally – Uh, That corridor up 75 is one that Eddie's going to use very frequently to get up to UF. But again, just like we talked about with Hayes and uh, and some of these others, a lot of schools in the mix here. You know, he's he's been a a top target since he was a ninth grader, probably more of an interior guy, maybe has some right tackle upside. So you wonder how schools are beginning to narrow the focus when they communicate with Pierre Lewis, uh, you know, whether they do project him inside or out and how receptive he is to that. So I'm curious about that part of it, but he's always kind of said that he's, he's going to do his own thing and take his time. You know, I I do think if this was some kind of lock situation, the moment Florida offered, or I guess in this case re-offered under Billy Napier, he would have popped and, and kind of been done with it. But the, the Tampa Catholic kids have typically taken their time, even with uh, a lot of uh, attention early in these recruiting cycles. Uh, so, or, or early as underclassmen, I should say, as a big time recruit. So Eddie is, is still very much in that fold. You know, his his coach is a former Auburn Tiger. So you never know, Jarris McIntyre, one of the good guys in the Tampa area. So a school that's that's frequently recruited by everyone, but certainly Florida's going to have the advantage with Pierre Lewis basically the entire process because it's just it's just a different opportunity when you could pick up the phone and find out exactly at your same position what it's like at, at the the potential school of of your choice. So yeah, Florida's gonna stay in that race all the way until the end. And I would consider them the favorite early on. Uh, though it does still feel early in, in this race and a lot of these races because we're talking about kids that, again, have two full years of, of high school ball remaining. But there's no doubt that Florida is hitting the 2024 cycle earlier than they were able to hit 2023, right? Because they were hired late in the 22 cycle. So really had to focus on shoring up that group through February. So we're still talking about, you know, six months in to the focus of, of 2023. Obviously, that number is much larger since we're already talking about some 2024 guys. So the relationships will be that much more comfortable for both parties by the time these rising juniors start to narrow down things in recruiting. So I expect a much hotter start for UF in 2024 than what we saw in 2023 when some Gators fans were probably bugging you about panicking and and trying to figure out what's what's all going wrong. I don't think we'll see those questions any longer when we turn the page to, to the next cycle. Yeah, the uh, the sky was falling in Gainesville for a little yes. bit, but uh, but it's fine. He just picked it up. Um, this is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's director of football recruiting, Locked On's recruiting insider. You can find him all over the Locked On College Channel, and 
Thank you so much, John. Always a pleasure, Brandon. Take care, man. Enjoy the season. We will.